Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Humans of James River. I'm your host, Ireland Rogan, and you are listening to Season 2, Episode 11. In this episode, you hear from an anonymous 18-year-old female, and she speaks on her rough childhood, mental illness, suicide, and her sexuality. That being said, viewer discretion is advised, especially if you've dealt with mental illness or suicide. If you are seeking help, please visit the resources tab on the Humans of James River website, and I hope that you all enjoy this episode. With all my like, trauma, I guess, I um, don't remember a whole lot of my childhood, so a lot of it is just negative things or outcome like outcomes of negative things so like my first memory is my parents fighting um and like there were plates being thrown on the ground and then i remember trying to get my mom's attention so it would stop because it was stressing me out and um then like she hit me and after i started crying my dad was like what why are you crying and my I was like, my mom hit me, and he, she said, I didn't even know I did that. Um, and and then that was my first memory. I was four. Um, and then after that, I was kind of, I think I've always just been an anxious person. Um, because in fifth grade, I was just constantly thinking about death and how I was going to die. And... I know with like a lot of people, really people use like religion as like comfort or like they are comforted by religion, and I'm kind of the opposite because I was raised into like I was like brought up in a religious family, and so I was more like, oh, since God can do anything, He can basically ruin my life, um, and so I would always just be like. I felt like the earth could like fall apart if he wanted it to, or like he could kill me. And like, I don't know, it was just weird. And I was just, I would cry a lot about death and I kind of thought it was normal. Um, I kind of was, I thought about killing myself a lot in like throughout elementary school first thoughts were like kindergarten because I was just like my mom and I my mom's gonna end up hating me and I should just kill myself before it happens but then I just I felt like I wasn't allowed to in a way for some reason and I, or maybe that those thoughts were kind of crazy and then I should just like I don't know and then um, yeah, um, as we started getting older, my mom and I started arguing more, um, I actually have, like, some, like, problems with, like, my relationship with food, because, like, I just remember my mom telling me, oh, don't eat this behind my back, and then I was, like, and I kind of started to to it behind her back, just like in a resenting way, and I started to gain more weight. It made her more upset, 
she would end up taking me to work with her like every weekend because she said, oh, like you like eat too much. So I'm like gonna watch you. And I didn't wanna spend time with her because she would always um just make me upset. So I would like lock myself in the bathroom. Um, and then I would unlock the door. She would end up hitting me. Um, and she would kind of blame it on me. Like, I remember, like, one of the times where she did hit me, she, um, she, like, went to the store, came back, and told me to bathe in Epsom salt because I had, like, bruises over all over my legs. Um, and I kind of just realized that it was probably to like hide the fact that she ever hit me. Um, yeah, and I just, I kind of didn't know if I should tell anyone because I was like, if I get taken into foster care, I won't like, it, it might make things worse. So I kind of just dealt with it. Um, yeah, and then like after she made me be, uh, be the absence all, she said, well, if I didn't provoke her, she wouldn't have to hit me. Um, so, and then I kept, I've been gaining weight my entire life, so, um, she, in, like, fifth grade, she would, like, just say that I was super difficult and, like, ungrateful, and, like, she would always threaten to give me up for adoption, and, like, I brought my phone once to school, and I, like, got caught, and I like, had a panic attack because I was, like, this is gonna make my mom give me up for adoption, and, like, I'm... I, like, live with my dad, and he's, like, still there, but I just, he kind of just let her do what she wanted, and I guess she, he didn't feel the, he didn't know everything that she did to me, but I just assumed he knew, or, like, because he would, she would do certain things in front of him, and he would just be like, oh, you should be easy on her, and then he, and, like, that's all he did. It was kind of, I felt like, he was a bystander. Um, so, yeah, I thought I was going to get given up for adoption. And, like, I, like, um, when I'm anxious, I end up scratching myself. And, like, one of the few good parts about, like, my life is just, like, other people um, that were related to me. And so this girl noticed that, like, I was, like, freaking out. And she, like let me scratch her arm with like her sleeve down because I was just so stressed out. But um the the teacher didn't end up calling my mom, so I guess I freaked out for no reason. Um yeah, and I've like told my parents well I told my mom that I wanted to to die and she um I think this was somewhere like in elementary school and she like was driving and she kind of started screaming at me and like like stomping on the brakes and just calling me like 
like just like cussing at me and like like and calling me names and like um yeah and like my brother was in the car so it was just that was also like I remember in middle school we were reading like the hate book or something it was like eighth grade and like we read that book and it was kind of the exact same thing that happened to me and then the teacher stopped and said um this is abuse if this ever happens to you you need to like tell someone and i kind of just started sobbing and i i left the room um yeah um and i know like um i i cried like a lot in middle school um at like school in like eighth grade and then like the like they called my dad in and tried to ask him like for a counseling and he was just like you don't need that why would you need that and like despite knowing that like my mom would constantly like call me like a pig for like eating too much and like just like not listening to her or not cleaning my room but i was like depressed so i wasn't doing those things and like in a way it just felt like the only way it could like in a way like fight back is like gain weight which made her um disapprove of me and like not listen to anything she said which made things worse but like i was just like i don't know like i i just kept doing it um yeah because um i thought my dad was like the better parent and like the, the like the good one because he didn't do the things that my mom did to me but he still was just i remember he just was like oh what do you want me to do and like he kind of has just been like oh i i tried talking to her and like instead of like because they're not in a happy marriage like they kind of don't like each other they have been sleeping in separate rooms my entire life um i don't remember them kissing like seeing them kiss ever um so it's just i feel like i kind of grew up in a like a, a household where like that wasn't really affectionate so i kind of just like when people like i can't hug certain people and i can't like 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 i don't like compliments it makes me feel uncomfortable and like and i can't like let myself feel the way i want to or like feel the way i do without like feeling kind of guilty or like like in a way i'm like i feel i both feel like i am not allowed to be sad and i'm also feel like i'm supposed to be and like that's just like my deserving state um so um sophomore year like the summer before sophomore year i um um i had like a book of big episode and i was like like pulling out my hair and my mom was like screaming at me and she was like oh keep doing it and, like like she loves attention and like and so i 
almost take a bunch of pills. I think I, and I've always kind of had suicide as like a backup plan or like a way of like getting back at my parents. And I'm like, I like, I want them to be upset and I hope that they know they're the, the reason why I want them. I've wanted to kill myself. Um, so I like almost took a handful of pills. I like kept them in my mouth and then I thought, do I really want to do this? And like, like how, like, do I want to choke and die? Like, or like, will this kill me? And, but they like, while I was thinking all these things, they like, I wasn't even processing, they kind of just took all the pills out of my mouth, and I just, and then I just walked out, and I, um, and I walked to CVS, I asked them to hide me, and then they were just freaking out, because I was just, like, sobbing, and, like, I, I don't know, they probably thought I was, like, in some sort of hostage situation, but I was... I'm just mentally ill, um, and then the cops came because my dad called the cops on me, and they said I could either be watched by my mom 24-7, or just, like, go to my hospital. Yeah, and I, it took hours. My dad was, like, so upset with me. He was the one who took me. He was like, if you just listened to your mom and lost weight and like, and just like, cleaned your room, you wouldn't, we wouldn't have to be here. But I was like, I was using the mental hospital as a way to like escape. And I was in there for a week. Um, my mom came in, she was crying for some reason, which I never really got because I was. I felt like I was the one in pain, and I feel like they were kind of just, and like they, my mom was nice to me for like a week after, and then she started being normal again, um, but that mental hospital, um, I, for like a week, I felt so, like, I mean, at first, I was just crying a lot. But then I started meeting people I actually liked, and I was it dealing with my mom, and I just felt like so much better. And then after I left, I um I got suicidal again. I was like, and I was just I felt super alone. Um, and like the mental hospital didn't really check up on me, I guess, uh, because. I went to a psychiatrist. I didn't like her. She called my mom behind my back. She asked me if I was a liar. And she talked to my dad more than she did with me. And so I just, I was like sobbing when I went out. And I was just like, I'm never going back again. And then my pediatrician became my really good dealt with my meds. And I got a therapist. And I was like feeling su suicidal again later that year, and I was just like, I called one of my friends, and she, like, walked to my house in the snow just to, like, make sure I was okay, and I also told my, like, therapist, but once I, like, saw my therapist again, he was like, 
Um, you shouldn't really be calling me during my office hours. I mean, like, like outside of my office hours. So I'll give you a hotline. And hotlines are really ineffective, I feel, because I've called hotline, like, hotlines for, like, a few times. And they just listen to you. They ask if you have a resource, if they, if you want resources. And they would also ask you if you're 18. And I would always say yes and lied. Because if they knew they would have sent someone to my house. And I just thought that would make it worse. So I would kind of just, I feel like, end up alone again. I just, and I went through like many periods of time where I was just like really depressed and like and I felt like really alone most of my life and I kind of um always do I I, I feel like I can never really uh, shake the feeling unless I'm like physically with another person even when I am sometimes I feel like I'm not even there um and like it just feels like really empty. Um, and um, I've actually been hospitalized twice. Um, I was hospitalized like a month ago um, because I was suicidal. My meds weren't working. Um, and I wasn't seeing a therapist anymore. Um, I, um, yeah, so I went to a mental hospital for a week. Um, and, um, I met some people I, I liked, but it's just the same thing with, like, the mental, like, health system. It's just garbage. Um, so, um, like, I basically just sat around for hours without my phone or, or music, which was my coping skills. So I just hung out with, like, some people, people that I met, but it was still really hard. Like, I think being even at a mental hospital was triggering for me because I would have panic attacks. And like, um, and like, no one would notice a lot of the time. I would just sit in my room and like, hyperventilate and cry. Um, unless I would ask them for something, like, to, like, just to stop. Um, and like, there was group therapy, but that wasn't really effective. They don't really talk to you one on one a lot. It's just kind of like they check up on you to make sure you're not trying to find some way to kill yourself. Um, and like when I went out, they didn't eat, like the resources they gave me couldn't even, um, didn't even take my insurance. So I had to find new places with like the, my friend's mom that I live with. I actually um, moved out 
in like June because uh, my parents just my my dad didn't speak for, to me for like a while because um he like I was telling him about Black Lives Matter and I was like just crying because like I was really upset with like how like the news was presenting things and how like ignorant people can be and my mom was just saying that I was like being manipulated by the media and I was just really upset and and then so like my dad and I weren't speaking for a while and then I was with like quarantine it's like I didn't really see anyone so I which is really depressed. I locked myself in my room. I, um, and then my mom unlocked it and just started yelling at me about how my room wasn't clean. And, um, and like she was like, I need you to clean your room and move out. Like, and she was just yelling at me for like 20 minutes. And then, I just, I couldn't deal with it anymore. I was just like hyperventilating and, and like crying and she took my phone. So like I couldn't call someone to come get me. So while like, like having like hyperventilating, I like walked out of the room and like just took my car and left. And I drove to my friend's house and well, she actually, she kept threatening me to leave, so I, I was like, can I at least use your phone to call people to come get me? And I called some people, they, um, they didn't answer, um, so I just left, and I, I, because I, um, a friend that I met last year, that I'm living with right now, um, um, said that, like, her mom, she told her mom about me and like that I could always move in, but I, I never expected to move in. I was just like, oh, that's nice. Like that's not gonna happen because I'm fine, and like because I've dealt with my mom for so long, and I was like, I only have my senior year left, and then I'm going to college, and then I'll be fine, and I'm like free in a way. But um. Um, so I drove over to where I'm living right now, and then, um, my friend just, like, DM'd, um, but my, the friend that I'm living with now, um, um, yeah, like, she talked to her, and she was like, yeah, your mom was calling me, she was, like, talk, telling my friend that I was, like, that I was, like, probably lost somewhere, because I don't know where I'm going, and just kind of, she was just like, oh, like, like, my daughter just, like, wouldn't clean my rooms, clean our rooms, so she's upset. And she left the house, and we don't know where she is, but she doesn't have her phone, as if, like, I was just being reckless and irresponsible. My mom has kind of talked about me like that, like, my entire life, I guess, or just, like, how I'm... I'm like smart, but I'm lazy and like, and it's just like really 
degrading. Um, and so, um, my friend that I lived with over the summer, like a separate friend, picked me up. She was like, I think your mom will call the cops if, like, you're not with someone that I, that you know. Because um, her parents knew my uh, parents because he's a pastor. And so, um, they know him. I lived with her for three months. Um, and it was kind of hard to move over where I'm currently living because I, I liked her family and, like, I think of her like a sister, so it was just like hard to leave, but like things are okay here, it's just that I feel super like out of place because I feel like I'm kind of just stuck and like I don't know what I'm doing with my life and I just watch everyone else like just continue. And it's just really frustrating because I'm like, I feel like just trying is so draining that I, um, that I, I stop trying for like long periods of time and then I get stressed out again. And I've like gone through this cycle where I like, I'm like, okay, and then I get numb again and then I like, it was just a mess, and I cry, like, a lot, and I just am, like, not functioning anymore. Um, but after, like, being at the mental hospital, I um, found some other resources, but I just, I can't tell if it's helping. I'm, like, medicated now, so I'm, like, I have some good days, but right now I've just been falling apart again, and I'm like, and it's hard to do small things like wake up and like, and I feel like a lot of people um, don't really think about this, but like, even like brushing my teeth is like exhausting, and it's just like, and a lot of people have this problem where they're, like, just, like, not doing simple things. And some people might just think it's gross, but it's just, like, that's just how training depression can be. Um, like, I'm, like, some people don't get out of bed for weeks. Like, I feel like I'm, like, not allowed to do that in a way because, like, because, like, I would always just have to, like, tr like have someone, tr like, around to drag me out. Um, but, um, just, like, going through this cycle's just really exhausting. And, like, it makes me concerned about, like, how functioning I'll be when I'm, like, not around people. But also being around people is kind of exhausting because I feel like I'm like not allowed to be depressed in a way because they're like, oh, what's wrong? And then like you kind of have to explain yourself like over and over again. And then they're like, oh, what can we do to make you like feel better? And you're just like, 
I feel like if I if I knew I would have done it by now. So but I don't know, I'm just trying to graduate high school and like things with like school counselors is just really confusing and frustrating because for like all periods of time they would always have to like contact my dad because I was a minor and like the um the only reason why like I'm out is because like I like turned eighteen last year because I got held back at a young age. Um and so like in a way I feel like I'm independent but also like still treated like a child because in a way like sometimes like the friend that I'm of the mom that I'm like currently living with tries to parent me which is like always like I don't understand my my role as like a mother figure is here and I just am, I never really know what to say because I've never really had one I liked or I would tend to latch on to like to 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 teachers that like don't get paid enough to deal with me um i'll just like sometimes i just um like my my english teacher from last year i still email her i um like when i went to the mental hospital like um my friend's mom kind of was like you need to go or you need to find somewhere else to live and i thought she was kind of kicking me out so i just I thought I was like, I didn't know where I was going to go. I thought I was going to end up in like a hotel or like my car. And like, she kind of knew, like my friend, like one of my other friends told her that I was like, that I might talk to her, that, um, that like things worked out um, with my, the friend that I'm currently living with. So like, that, luckily that didn't happen. But sometimes I just feel like, I've dropped like everyone into like my mess and and like I feel like people are trying to help me but it's like not working so I'm just like stuck. Well thank you for sharing and I know that you know I know you personally um and (laughs) You have gone, and I know you hate compliments, and I feel very similar in that way, but you really have gone through a lot, and you're stronger than you realize, and even talking about it, this is, I know it can be therapeutic, which could help you, but it's also keeping in mind you are helping others by sharing this, because I bet there's a bunch of other people who either have gone through this or are going through this currently, and just having, hearing someone else who has gone through the same thing as them is very comforting. Um, and I hope that you know that other people, like you are not alone in this at all. And I know that's the most basic thing you can say. And <laughs> you've probably heard a million times at this point, but you really aren't alone in what you're going through. And I'm always here for you, always. Um, and although sometimes counselors don't, it doesn't always feel like they're there for you and they're just kind of there to do your schedule. Like, and I totally understand that. Um, but they are there for you too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, 
just, I know it's really hard to, like, reach out to people because it's, like, it seems like you're dragging people into something that isn't theirs. And I know, I know you feel that way and people tend to feel that way, but at least from the way I see it, um, from, I, I feel, I don't feel like it's any type of burden or that you or other people, um, are dragging me into their mess. It's more like, I feel like they trust me enough for me to help them. And I want to do all that I can to, to do that, to help them through what they're going through, because it's like not your fault that you're going through something and you need help. You need to have people, you having a support group is what helps the most. So, and I know it's hard to get out of that mindset of like, I'm just dragging everyone to my mess, like they're blah, blah, blah. But um, at least the way I see it, I feel lucky that this person trusts me enough to let me help them or just even to, to be there to talk about even something stupid, just a moment of joy, you know, um, if that makes, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, it does. It's just like, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. Like, and I like, it's just never really know how to like approach it, I guess. Like, and I just like, I feel like everyone else is super busy. So it's just like, 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 just like awkward, I guess. Or especially when you like, um, you can't really like it's hard to find people to relate that relate to you with like certain situations like these because i feel like a lot of my friends have like um grown Mm -hmm. up in a supportive household and in a way it makes me confused because it's just like like when i'm like when people are like oh yeah i like my parents i'm just confused i'm like wait (laughs) people have like 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 decent family huh? members and I'm just like Yeah. That's so strange. And then people are like and like I like appreciate like when people like tr- like try and like listen to what I'm saying. But they kinda of just get awkward. Because I mean like you never really know how to like support someone when like you haven't mm-hmm. gone through the same thing. Like when people like whenever like people tell me about someone that has like passed away in their life i'm just like conversation i'm sorry it's literally us (laughs) yeah yeah and i'm just like i'm just like oh man i'm so sorry yeah no like like, because like no it's really hard to like like i go through like niche things (laughs) like i guess like having mommy issues like to like my extent can be kind of kind of niche. But what I, I can it's, look at it sometimes yeah. is that everyone goes through their own stuff and their own traumas, but in that way we're all still even though it's not the exact same experiences, we're still on in it together in that um we've all been through something which I feel like that's pretty much everyone in the world has been through something monumental in their life that's shaped them, whether it's death or mental illness or, you know, parent parental issues. Um, we've all been through stuff like everyone has, even if they think it's small. Um, and that's the way that we can all support each other without fully, cause you can never fully understand what someone else has been through. 
um, obviously, but it's still, you know, nice. Like, oh, even through this, I've been through this. We've both gone through hell in different ways, but we can still talk about it and support one another. Um, even if we, it does kind of suck that we, it's hard. You can't really ever fully understand it. Um, but also it makes everyone unique, even if it's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, because, because I feel like whenever you hear about someone else's thing, you're like, oh my yeah. God, I don't know how they dealt with that. But like when I think about my own stuff, I'm like, I, yeah. it's whatever. It's, it's, and it's just like, yeah. I'm like, you know, that's just like my thing, you know, like, it's just like <laughs> my, like, <laughs> like, just like a fun little personality trait of mine is that I, like, I have, <laughs> I have, like, attachment issues. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, like, like, super fun, like, you know, it's like a great, great icebreaker, <laughs> because, like, yeah, and, like, making friends, like, I feel like I can't really bond with people unless it's, like, about trauma. And I'm, like, because I've had, like, someone be, like, like, oh, yeah, I have, like, I have, like, I have, like, issues at home. Like, my, my mom did coke. Or, like, and, like, but now she's okay. And, like, now my brother's a druggie. Sorry, I'm like going off topic, but like sometimes like people will just like like bring up things, and I'm like, oh yeah, I have a mm-hmm. I have a thing too. Like, yeah, and every, everyone I think yeah. does have their thing that can relate in some way. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it is hard to find that common ground. Mm-hmm. But just knowing that we've all all of us have been through things, and so yeah. I if. <laughs> I don't want to say this in like a mean way, but if you're at least somewhat a decent person to have empathy, like you can feel for one another. Like for me, I think it's because of the trauma. I'm like extremely empathetic to like the way, like even just talking with you and be, being your friend, like I will, f- I can feel like how you're feeling in a way. Obviously I don't know fully, but like empathy is something that's very important in these types of situations. Yeah. That even though I have never been through yeah. what you've been through, I can still feel with you. Um, I feel like I'm like kind of the opposite. I'm like, oh, like I'm just so awkward. I'm just like, and I I can't really like feel for people since I can't mm-hmm. really feel for myself in a way. Um, because like I don't let myself like enjoy like. Um, or like I don't, I don't like. I'm kind of just like, oh, I don't deserve to be happy. So it's just kind of like I'm like comfortable in my my state of depression. And like when other people are upset, I'm just like, oh man, that sucks for you. Um, <laughs> but like I like, but like instead of like kind of like feeling for people i'm kind of just like i can buy you food if you that's, want that's, like, that's, way, like that's only, your love language like, like that's showing, <laughs> and it's hard especially yeah, think, when you have yeah, grown up in a household yeah. with people who don't know how to show their love that's something that's super difficult and hard for anyone to learn um but yeah. all, like i said from being your friend yeah. like 
offering to buy food or something like, like you, like people know that that's your love language and that's you showing like, Hey, like I do love you and care for you. It's just hard for me to show it. And that's okay. And that's completely normal yeah. because there's people who are like overly loving and there's just, it's, it's, it's a whole yeah. spectrum of sorts of just what yeah. people feel. And everyone's different in that way too. Yeah. Um, there's not a wrong or a right way to love others. Um, yeah. Um, but I like, I do like remember my friend being like, yeah, like you hug everyone but me, and it makes me kind of sad. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I just, I like, it's like, I need to be like disconnected to people enough to hug them, I guess. Like, if I like, I need to like be hugging them really early in the friendship, or like, just like not like them a whole lot. Them or not because it feels like wrong or also just like with me being like liking girls I feel kind of like it makes me feel gr- like like predatory and I think that's like another thing that contributes to my mental health is like not knowing who I am because like I know I like girls I just don't know like if I like guys and like I know like I have a hard time like being like, oh, your sexuality can change because I feel like a lot of people um, think that like sexuality can change and it's a choice. So like, but I genuinely felt like I I was attracted to guys at one point, but now I just don't anymore. But it also could be like a societal thing that has like made me think that like I have to be attracted to men or like or was. Because I know, like, growing up, like, in a religious household, like, being gay was definitely, like, not, like, allowed, like, and, like, because I remember, like, um, watching, um, Sweet Life on Deck, and I was like, oh, I really think Lennon Pippen is pretty. I wonder if I like her. And I'm like, oh, but that's, like, not, that doesn't happen. Like, girls don't like girls. So I kind of made myself like Cody. So, so I'm like, what if I just made myself like men? And so it's just very confusing. Um, and also, I think, like, with, like, labels, people kind of ask you what you are. And if you're like, I don't want to label it, they're like, oh, so you don't know. And it's kind of like thing that's like shamed upon especially with like um like a lot of lesbians think are like are like oh i don't really want to date bi people because they don't they've been with men and i'm like or like they like men or like they like don't really know what they are they could be just experimenting and i just feel like labels just can create an unnecessary like line because i feel like sexuality can be so gray yeah and i obviously as i'm heterosexual so i can't give any advice or anything about this but just from me and how i feel you know i'm also christian but i you know i believe Mm -hmm. and i don't like to get religious on them but because i don't i try not to force my on others but like the way i think is I want to be Christ-like and just love everyone and accept everyone for who they are. And I, and labels definitely, especially in the media and everything has ruined a lot. And I know just from having friends in the LGBTQ plus community that there's a lot of just back and forth and stuff that, you know, I will 
I will never understand, obviously, but I want to just, I want to help and love others. And, you know, what I think is that everyone can love whoever they want to love because that's the way God made them. Like, and I was literally talking to my friend about this earlier because God made everyone in my head to be exactly the way they are. Like, exactly. And you, you're beautiful for who you are and you deserve to be loved. And I love all of that. And I feel like I just always preach this because I preach community and just loving each other because it's not that hard to just, you know, it, you know and I, as you know, and I, told, I accept you. I accept everyone. I love everybody. Um, you're epic. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wish I could help <laughs> more than I'm able to, but I just, I can't, and that stinks, but you know, and I know, I know it must be so difficult and empathy. <laughs> I feel very empathetic, that, but you know, and it, you really don't have to know you're 18. Um, there's plenty of time, but and I know it must be very frustrating, but you have plenty of time figured out. And, you know, there are plenty of people who would be more than willing to talk to you about it. And I bet even a therapist would be able to, I don't, I don't even know. They're, you know, you know we're talking about therapy is yeah. weird. You know, you never know. But I just hope at yeah. least for me, um, you don't like just, there's no pressure to conform or just like label yourself. Cause labels are weird. Labels are not for, and it's, just, it's literally just society being like, you need to fall into one of these boxes for everyone to feel okay. But you don't, it's just yeah. whatever it's yeah. who are, who you are. And I don't, I also don't understand yeah. why people feel so strongly about other people. Like it's not you, they're not affecting you. So why do you care? Now I'm on my soapbox, but <laughs> I'll get off. Yeah. Box, but yeah. Um, yeah. I'm very, and I also, I know this is also annoying saying like, I'm sorry for this, but I'm sorry that you have to go through that and everything. Cause that's just yeah. very upsetting. <laughs> because I'm like, I don't know. Because like, I know you're like, oh, but I'm kind of just like, but like, I'm kind of just like, it feels so whatever, you know, I'm just like that. Yeah, that happened. Because also like, like, like I said earlier, when like, you, like when your mom, like so like, your mom died, I was like, that I don't know how I would mm-hmm. even deal with anyone dying in my life. But then I'm like, I don't know, probably the same way I'm dealing with my stuff. Well, like, not the same way, but, like, I, it's just, I guess it's just yeah. a thing that we all figure out. It's in the same like, um, we've all been through stuff, and, and like, even though we can't fully have been through, it's like, yeah, yeah, like, even through that, and I'm very sorry about that, and I, I don't, yeah, it's, it's all life. Because <laughs> everyone yeah. does yeah, but yeah, but like what you're saying with like religion, I'm like, whenever I always say like, oh, I hate religion, but like, I meet people like you, and I'm like, I I like these kind of people, and I know I like that they're not like trying to pressure me into like religion, and I think like like true like people that like say that they're christian often aren't like you because like they use it to like weaponize against minorities and like kind of like i feel like a lot of people use it like parenting they're like yeah you're supposed to listen to me because because the bible says so and you're gonna go to hell if you're, if you're 
Yeah, I think there's so many parents that, like, aren't fit to, like, raise children, because I definitely don't think mine are. Um, <laughs> I know it. What did I do about them? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I think my parents used it as a weapon with, like, with, like, and so I think that's why I have such a complicated relationship with it, but in a way, it's still in the back of my mind, and it's still, like, kind of being weaponized. Mentality, I feel sometimes I feel like I'm being punished, but life's okay sometimes. It's hard. But <laughs> finding the positives are good. Like you're with your friend now, house. Like, and you're yeah. going to graduate, and you can drive. And there are good aspects in the bad, yeah. but it, it's definitely so. hard to see. Yeah. Um, and I always try to stay optimistic, but yeah. it, it's really hard, especially just all of the crap that our world is going through and has been through in the last year definitely yeah. has not helped anyone's mental health or at home situations being home 24 yeah. seven, which I know from talking like that is something that had pushed, you know, you having to leave, which I think rightfully so because your parents yeah. are not great <laughs> at all. I've always thought that. And I'm so yeah. Not, no, they're not, they're not funky, funky or fresh. at all. Um, it's just, it's weird. It's been a weird year. And now it's 2021, um, and hopefully things will get better. Yeah. Wait, see. But, you know, like I said, I'm always here for you. And I know people at James River are always there for you, even if it doesn't feel like it or counselors seem weird. I know that they have their best yeah. intentions and are trying their very best to help everyone um and i love you very much you are an absolute queen <laughs> which i know that probably made you uncomfortable but i do love you um and you're amazing and do you have any yeah. final words yeah. that you'd like to say um um i don't know if like anyone wants to reach out with, to me then like they ask you i'm like i'd be chill i'm i'm not the best person to come to things because I'm like really like I'm just like ooh that sucks but I mean if like they want to ask me questions I'm like definitely open to like to answering because I'm like I feel like I don't really mm. mind people knowing my stuff it's just like um it's just kind of weird and I don't want, no. to, like, want anyone to be like no. No. You're, you're so brave but like it's you know it's not really a choice that like mm-hmm. I've gone through yeah, um, yeah for sure so yeah I'll you know? definitely if anyone yeah. reaches out to me after listening to this and wants to know your contact information I'll text you first to make sure I can tell you who it is but for yeah. the people listening if you want to reach out to this person contact me and we'll get you guys hooked up <laughs> Yeah, and definitely since, like, um, school counseling, it's not the best. They're not really understanding. They're like, oh, we can try to do this. And I'm like, and they often try and involve your parents. Not ideal. Which is, like, especially if you're, like, in a similar situation as me, like, it's not ideal. So it's just, like, yeah, I can can be free counseling. Well, thank you. I guess. Just counseling (laughs) yourself like that. And I appreciate you and everyone else does, of course.
I just want to say a huge thank you again to my guest. Um, as you were able to tell by the end there, we're actually pretty good friends. So having her on was very nice. And I'm just so glad I was able to help her share her story. And I hope that you all either maybe related to the story, felt comforted by it, or just learned um, learned something from it. Because she, I know she doesn't like compliments, but she really is just so strong. Um and has been through a lot. And so please also message me if you're interested in chatting with her because um, she's totally open to it and she's such a sweet soul for that. Um, but yeah, I really hope that you guys all enjoyed this episode. Just as another reminder, please follow the Humans of Dreams over Instagram if you haven't already at Humans of JR Pod. Um, that's the ad on Instagram and on Facebook. And you can also check out the website, www.humansofjamesover.com. I also, uh, yep. <laughs> I also, you guys can also rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts um, and leave a review. It just helps more people find this platform as well. Um, if you attended the previous teacher panel thank you so much I think that went super well it was super awesome and there's a recording on it um of it on the link tree in my bio of um the human that dreams for Instagram if you want to go watch that it was so amazing and I'm so excited the next one will be on February 22nd and there's more information to come with that but that that was just lovely and I if you're still listening to this, I really just, I thank everyone who attended or participated or anything. It just, it really does mean the world to me. And I'm really sorry if you can hear my dog in the background. He, yeah, he wants me to feed him. So that being said, I'm going to get going. I'm, um, I'm just, this podcast has been fabulous and I'm so lucky to be doing it. And I hope that you have all been enjoying this so far. And if you have any comments or feedback or anything for me, please feel free to message me. I appreciate every single one of you. I hope that you all have an amazing day and I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.